0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs, and I'm your host, Brian Silverthorne. And my mission, as always, is to help entrepreneurs uh, make the differences they want to make in their businesses and to navigate the sometimes messy worlds of startup growth or a relaunch. And today we're going to dig deep and uh, get you the best concepts and strategies to fast track your business. And our special guest today is Jackie Omer, And Jackie is a peak performance mindset, health and life coach, and she's got a bunch of other stuff going on, which I'm sure she is better able to explain than I. Welcome to the show, Jackie.
1: Thank you, Brian. Thanks for having me here.
0: Happy to have you here. And why don't we get started by you letting our audience know how you got to where you are today?
1: Oh, my gosh. It's quite a journey. Um, but whose isn't, right? Everybody's story is, uh, especially as entrepreneurs, we're just ever-evolving. And I think that's part of what makes it exciting and fun and never a dull moment. So I started my original career, if you will, in aviation. Um, went to work for a small airline uh, and through that process, worked worked for that airline for over a decade, or a couple of airlines over a decade. Had a great experience uh, journey. I like to call. You'll you'll find that I use a lot of aviation terms. I had one cardinal rule, and that was don't date pilots. I dated one, and I married him. <laughs> um, and 33 years later, here we still are. So, it's been a really fun experience. Like so many people, when we decided to start a family, especially with someone who was gone quite a bit, I opted to leave my marketing career at that point in the airline industry and stay home. But as a business and marketing oriented person, I just always had a desire to get back involved and do something, still be home to raise my kids and do something. And that led me down a journey of, of, Uh, launching a network marketing business, fumbling with that for a while, ultimately creating success. When I took my business online in 1999 with that business model and over time that morphed into coaching and teaching people social media and that business aspect of it, because, you know, starting in 99, that was way in the early days. Uh, People call me a pioneer. It's probably more like a dinosaur back in those days But like anything, that pivoted me to a lot of different places along the way. And over the last few years, I, well, actually back in 2014, I added life coaching because as a business coach, I realized so much of it has to do with mindset and our limiting beliefs and so much of that and added that. And then over time, I added health coaching and a lot of that because especially working with women, um, self-image and lack of confidence and body image and a lot of that plays into it. So I've figured out how to integrate all that into a concept. And I know we'll get into more of that as we go along. But that's kind of my life in a nutshell over the last, oh, I don't know, almost 30 years really.
0: Oh, that's uh, that's pretty fascinating. And it's it. I mean, it's unique to you, but it's interesting with all the people I talk to how, uh, you know, a change in life or an accident or a nudge from the universe, whatever you want to uh, call it, gets them to where they are today. So with with everything that you're doing right now and I, uh, from what I understand, you're focusing on women in aviation or generally any woman if they want your help.
1: That's it. You know, it's kind of funny. One of the things that we're taught, especially with the internet is to really, you know, decide on your niche. Who's your ideal client? Who's that aligned client, as I like to call it? Who can you speak to? And it's kind of funny. I am never quote unquote identified as a pilot wife because I was in aviation before. It just happened to be something I picked up along the way (laughs) was my spouse. Um, But over time, being in Facebook groups that were pilot wives and listening to people's different you know, challenges, loneliness, anxiety, uh, you know, juggling all of it on the road. I mean, it it is a different lifestyle, but every profession has its own little isms. But being part of that community, I would answer a lot of questions and weigh in. And finally, someone said to me, you really need to coach us. You've been doing this a long time. Like you've navigated it um, pretty well. You need to coach us. And all of a sudden it was like that V8 moment. It was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Like, this is, I, I know it, backwards, forwards, inside out, you know, I know so much of it. And I think that's where so many of us are. We, we tend to discount those life experiences that we have, that we can put forth into the world and monetize, if you will, in a business or whatever. Um, Because it's become such a part of who we are that we don't really think about it that way. But the more I started thinking about it, I thought, gosh, I'm I'm going to, I think there's something to this. And again, life coaching is life coaching. So I work with people outside of aviation, plenty of them. I actually was recently interviewed on the Women in Trucking uh, Serious Radio show because that lifestyle is so similar. And it brought in just a whole nother element. So um, that's been my focus lately. It's kind of fun. I mentioned there's so many aviation terms. It's a fun thing to build on because, you know, I always say put your own oxygen mask on first and, you know, turbulent skies and smooth sailing and, you know, good landings. I mean, there's just so many things that you can do with it. But Again, it, it showcases for anyone if you just really stop and think about what your own life skills are, what you've navigated yourself through the course of your life, you can almost always come up with something that you can build into a passion and ultimately into a business.
0: Yep, good good point. So I like the term aligned client. Yeah. So so uh, and you said you really haven't taken the time to define that, but if I Ask you, you think you could come up with kind of a close definition of what an aligned client is for you and how they find you.
1: Absolutely. So we talk about a niche market, we talk about a target audience, we talk about that. But for me, really and truly, when I think about, and not just in aviation, but when I think about the rest of my process, when I started my first business in network marketing, I always have a saying because it's like I have a love-hate relationship with that profession. And my mantra kind of was like, what's a nice girl like me doing in a business like this? Uh, And most everybody will know what I'm talking about because you either love it or you hate it or whatever. Um, It was very good to me after I overcame some of my own hurdles. Um, But what I realized, and especially when I took my business online, especially online, you have to build a story. Well, really offline too. You build a story and your story, you own uniquely uniquely. And, and it's important, We you hear all the time, stories sell, facts just tell. And I learned over time as I started sharing my story, I began to attract that aligned client. Well, my story was, I was a stay-at-home mom with little kids, a husband who was gone half the week, and a strong desire to still have a business and yet still be there with my kids. And I started writing content online based around that because that's who I was. And it was easy to speak to that story. It was easy to build that story because I didn't have to make anything up, right? I wasn't trying to be someone who I wasn't. I was just sharing my own challenges, obstacles, and people would relate to that. And that's kind of, that's where a line client came to me from, because I'm looking for those people who are aligned with my story. doesn't have to fit perfectly, but when I talk about my challenges, when I talk about obstacles, when I talk about successes and dreams and goals and um, uh, unique stories, like stories that we both share, that's an aligned person. That's the person who's going to raise their hand and say, yeah, we we might not be perfectly or exactly the same, but I get you and I think you might get me and can help me. So that really, for me, is what an aligned client is. Somebody who hears my story, they can relate to it maybe not every piece of it, but the more I'm sharing content and creating and sharing my own story out there, the more they're going to hear the message and raise their hand and say, yeah, that's me you're talking to. Okay, great.
0: That's, that's, uh, you know, uh, uh, establishing some sort of a way to attract the right people is, is, is a great way to go. And I notice you've got, uh, you're involved on a number of the different uh, social media platforms. and, And is that, that how you, how the, uh, Align clients attract you or excuse me, find you, or are there other ways as well?
1: Pretty much. It's kind of funny. Since I took my business online in 99, I actually predate social media. I was doing social media before it was a thing. Um, So it really started with a website now called a blog and building an email list. And then ultimately, yes, you know, growing my influence, growing myself out on social media so that people could find me, through relevant search terms, the content that I was sharing and all of that. And while I've been an online entrepreneur since 99, I'm still big on offline too, networking, meeting people, sharing what I do, asking questions. I still carry business cards, the old fashioned, old school way, um, because that, you know, all of that still works.
0: Yeah, But the more, uh, I guess, if you, to use fishing terms, you use airline terms, but the more hooks you have in the water, uh, assuming you're fishing in the right pond, the, the better your chances of, of uh, landing the fish that you want. So with these people that uh, you attract and that you are helping, uh, um, what's the most important piece of advice you've ever given anybody?
1: The, uh, in terms of like growing a business, that piece of advice?
0: That they're coming to you to help them with that or other things? Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, from a business perspective, social media is is my primary channel for people to find me. But my whole goal is to get them out of that environment that's noisy and flashing and, you know, a million distractions and get them on into my personal boutique that's what I call it, which is my website and onto my list where I can begin to continually speak to them about the things that matter and are relevant to them to ultimately, again, have them raise their hand and say, I think you get me. And then I'd like to have a conversation with you. And ultimately, I'd like to work with you. So I think All of that is so important to bring them into your ecosystem. And then from there, it's really creating that consistency through your messaging and your story and what you're sharing. We have this tendency, especially with social media, to think that it's constantly about creating new content. Like every day you have to get up and create something new. I walk people through a process of writing what I call your personal manifesto, which is kind of your origin story and your hero's journey. And a lot of that in terms of storytelling and then learning how to take that and put that into a marketing manifesto that you don't have to worry every day. Like, what am I going to post? What am I going to share? What am I going to put out there? You're so dead on with your messaging because it's authentically you, you're putting it out there and subconsciously it's continuing to get into the brain of the person who you're looking to align with and attract to you so that they ultimately um, know you, like you, trust you, which is our goal, the KLT online, know, like, and trust, which is the same offline. I keep saying online, but really it's no different. People are still people and you've got to be real, authentic, honest, and all of that online and offline.
0: Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. It's a, Back in my business coaching days, I always tried to encourage people to them as individuals and their employees throughout the organization to kind of be ambassadors for the business while they are out there and create what I call a positive conversation in the community. So the more ways that you can do that, social media, networking, all your clients saying good things about you, the the better off things happen. So. Um, when, when you're in a, uh, a position of being a, a solopreneur, you know, coaching a number of different people, um, you still have to pay the bills and, uh, take care of your family and, 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 uh, perhaps do good things in the community as well. And a lot of, uh, entrepreneurs, coaches, especially often struggle with different ways to bill their time. Have you got any advice, anything that works for you, hourly, retainer, whatever it happened to be?
1: Yes. Um, Remember, especially as you're building your expertise, people aren't paying for your time. They're paying for your knowledge and your expertise. So we have this tendency, especially when we come from an employee mindset and an employee background, which I did. So I had to overcome this. So I speak this very authentically, working to get my own self through the fact that, wow, that's a high hourly rate if you break it down to that. But again, people are paying for your knowledge and your expertise. So I think the most important thing is figuring out, you know, what are you what what are you selling? And that's an important thing to answer too because you're not selling a widget, you're not selling this, you're selling transformation and experience, a feeling whatever it is. That's what you're selling ultimately, not the, you know, the little widget or the weight loss product or whatever. That that is not what you're selling and we have a tendency to get mixed up with that, um, confused about what we're selling. So be clear on what you're selling, be clear on what that transformation is that you're promising, and then begin to put a value on that as an overall product. So, and again, that's going to vary based on what it is you are selling. Um, You can't always put a price on the experience of a weight loss program, especially if you're selling a bottle of pills, right? Or a, a weight loss product like that. But if you're selling coaching around weight loss, that's different because you're working on mindset and you're working on habit changes and you're working on a lot of that. So, you know, certainly do your research out in the market and find what others are doing and and then don't overthink or doubt your own self-worth with that. So you have to, again, look at what it is you're absolutely selling. And the beautiful thing, especially online or offline or whatever, is you can make that shift. You can start with one model, one pricing structure. And over time, as you build your skill set, as you build your client base, as you build some testimonials and your confidence, you can begin to up that. And nothing wrong with that.
0: No, Yeah. There certainly isn't. Yeah, you know, people usually make purchases based on the value. So if if what you are providing, you know, with your experience and, you know, uh, what you know and who, you know, uh, creates a value for them, then then that's how you can base your price if that's how you choose to do it. So do you do you set any annual revenue goals? Have you got a goal for like 12 months from now, income wise?
1: I do set revenue, revenue goals. So I have built $2 million businesses, I'm happy to say that uh, one with my network marketing direct sales company, and then the second as a coach. And now I'm making the shift into more of a life coaching, nutritional coaching, kind of all of that together, really self image more than anything and, and those peak performance habits. So now I'm moving into that. And I have you know, a decent six-figure goal for this next year. I literally just graduated uh, at the beginning of this month from my health coaching certification. I've been coaching on that st- "quote unquote" coaching, you know, without a certificate, even though it's not required. I've been coaching on that for years, um, but but I just wanted to take it a step further, reinforce my confidence, get that certification behind it, and you know, build this first year out with this niche market that I already have. I already have a pretty good audience in place in aviation and some different areas. Um, and then grow it from there, you know, with a five-year projected plan to hit that seven-figure mark and keep going.
0: Good, good. So at, at this particular point in time, since you're, uh, a newly, uh, certified and minted lifestyle coach, um... And you have a a specific goal in the next 12 months. What do you see as your biggest challenge that you'd have to get through to get to that goal?
1: Honestly, it's mindset. It's my own mindset around, wow, people have known me forever as a business and social media coach. And, yeah, they've known me in aviation, but not so much since I've been online. I mean, they know parts of that. So, really, more than anything, it's just my own mindset of saying it doesn't matter. Like, just start just start, right? Stop. Don't overthink. Oh, should I, you know, do an Instagram story that talks about intermittent fasting? Or should I talk about self-image instead of, you know, what are the best times of day to post on social media? So many people have gotten used to that part of me. Um, but the reality of it is, and this is the mindset challenge for everyone, people aren't thinking about you or me, as much as we like to think. So as long as I am confident in why and my thought process, and putting it out there boldly, confidently, uh, and and having some tools and things to back things up, people are going to be fine with it people are going to be fine with it. I have to be fine with it. So honestly, I think that is the biggest challenge is creating that consistency and being willing to not, not entirely let go of what I have before, because I've been online, I have marketing funnels and I have that process working, but it's easing, not, not even easing. It's just like stepping right into this new me. That's not so new, but my fear of what, you know, what are, what other people's opinions, what are people going to say?
0: Right, it's 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 difficult for everyone in the coaching profession to uh, figure out what their value is going to be in the marketplace and and uh, and charge what they think they're worth. Sometimes they have the fear that nobody will pay it, but it like you you're talking about mindset, so it goes back to good old Napoleon Hill and the Think and Grow Rich book. Whatever you can conceive and believe, you can achieve. So that belief belief part is the tough one. So the mindset, anybody, anything you can help people with a stronger mindset and a stronger belief is going to help them is probably as probably as well as help you.
1: Absolutely. That is it. I mean, I remember when I first took my business online, especially in network marketing, everybody told me I was crazy. This is a belly to belly business. There's no way the internet's a fad. Um, You know, you you can't build a business online. And I remember thinking, you clearly don't see what I see in the potential of this. And I kind of crossed my arms and got my stubborn look on and thought, okay, watch me. And I did. I went out and did it. Um, And so I think that is so true. Whatever you, you know, can conceive and think about and believe and then put the action behind it. It will happen. And I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't know what a URL was, a domain name, hosting, autoresponder. I had never taken a computer class in my life, but I caught a vision and caught a belief of what was possible. And I thought, I'm going to ride this rocket ship wherever it will take me. And I had many sleepless nights. I have... Many days when my hair felt like it laid on the floor from pulling it all out, trying to figure out what to do. But my mantra really is, if anybody's ever done it, I can do it, too. I just have to be willing to commit and be consistent and be determined and stubborn and curious and everything else until I figure it out. And there's always someone out there who's gone before me.
0: Yep, absolutely right. There's always people chasing you, too. (laughs) But the two words that you use there, which I believe strongly in, and, and that is commitment and consistency. So you you just got to keep on keeping on and and work to improve as as you go.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I have a concept called the three C's and it's clarity, commitment and consistency, starting with clarity around who you are, what you sell, who your aligned client is, and then from there making that commitment and then the consistency. Yeah. Great.
0: Oh, great. 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 I- Clarity is a great one to add in there. Um, so, if if you achieve these revenue goals in down headed down your new path, what would that mean to your business and to your life?
1: Did you say if?
0: Oh, excuse me, when you achieve the revenue goals. That Sorry, you I had to work on my own belief my there too. Guess. Shame <laughs> on me! Shame on me!
1: No, that helps <laughs> reinforce my belief absolutely. Yeah. Um, what does it mean? it's a, I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram or personality types at all, but I'm a three, which is an achiever, um, goal oriented action, that whole thing. And so that's a big part of it. I remember when I first hit when, when I hit million dollar earner in network marketing and I was interviewed and it was kind of funny because one of the things, you know, what's your secret? What, you know, how did you get there? Whatever. And I remember having total imposter syndrome thinking, I don't have a secret. I just kept doing it. I I literally kind of the clarity, commitment and consistency. I just kept doing it. I I didn't have a secret handshake, secret sauce. There wasn't any of that. And, and so, and then ultimately the benefit of that was just the pure satisfaction of accomplishing a goal that only really one half of 1% in that profession achieve. It was having that and knowing that nobody could ever take that from me. So a lot of it is a personal achievement. But more than anything, at my age and stage in life, I watch so many women, especially I think men do too, but women especially struggle with self-image, self-confidence, body image, paranoia, unworthiness, all of that. And that is really my goal more than anything. Um, I have a 27-year-old daughter now who I have watched go through much of the same. And just to be able to reach down and be a mentor and be a resource for other women and, and this younger generation coming up and just saying, you know, It's even harder today with social media because you get on Instagram and everybody's life looks picture perfect. And you're comparing your B-roll against their A-roll and thinking, what's wrong with me? And so that more than anything is just to make an impact and say, you know what? We're all in this together. I don't care where you are in life. Um, I just came from a, a high school reunion where we were sitting around laughing about you know, the homecoming queen who didn't get invited to the dance. Her friend had to take her probably because most of the guys thought somebody else had invited her and they felt like she would say no. I mean, what a story is that the homecoming queen did not get invited to homecoming except by a friend, just things like that where you look back and you realize we all have these struggles with self-confidence. That's just a part of life. That's part of growth. So that to me more than anything Will be the greatest accomplishment is just making impact with other people.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. That's that's a wonderful uh, thing to shoot for. And and as you mentioned with uh, social media and such these days, and uh, people getting on there and believing what other people say, whether it's true or not, and allowing that to affect who and what they are. If people like you that are out there that can help them. Uh, strengthen their own mindset and realize their own self-worth, regardless of what else is said or insinuated, uh, is a big benefit to help uh, help some people grow mentally healthy as they, as they grow through life. So I think that's that's wonderful. Um, so so uh, with all this knowledge and experience, have you ever thought about writing a book?
1: As a matter of fact, I have one started. I've thought about so that. many books. It's like wh- where to start it, what to title it. But I think I'm going to, I don't think I've already started it. I think I'm going to play off my pilot wife podcast and that part of it. And, you know, one of my isms is upgrade your life, get off the struggle bus and step into your sleek, shiny jet and enjoy, you know, clear skies. And anyway, uh, so I'm going to base it on that and base it on the aviation theme but really put it out there for more than just aviation, because I mean, it's a joke in my family, uh, because I'm married to a pilot. It's like pilot in command, be the pilot in command of your own ship, right? You've got to be the one in charge. Ultimately it's you. So I am working on that
0: book. Good, good. Yep. It's nice to, uh, I mean, some people consider books old fashioned with everything on, you know, it's available on video or it's available on a podcast, but, uh, there's something to be said about being able to hold something and, and, uh, and get the information out of that. And to me, I'm a, I'm a book guy. Uh, I am too. Not that I ignore the other ways to gather information, but, but books are my favorite. So good, good for you. Um, so what, what do you see as your challenges there? Uh,
1: again, just overthinking stuff, getting out of my mindset. Um, Oh, you know, oh, should I start with this chapter or that chapter? So I've already, you know, basically written it out into quadrants of what matters. And I I have a philosophy I live by. I call it my five favorite F words. I was at a Brendan Burchard conference once. I don't know if you're familiar with Brenda, but he's a big high end internet marketing coach. And he was talking about being edgy. And I'm thinking, what do you mean edgy? Like I'm not one of those people to get up and drop the F bomb or different things that people do. I'm a mom. I never want to do anything that embarrasses myself, my children, my husband, or my parents. Um, and so I came up with this ism of my five favorite F words or F bombs. I call them sometimes I've done that on social media and they're basically my value buckets, faith, family, and friends, which I put into one fun fitness and finance and everything fits into one of those five buckets for me. And I use five because I was born on the fifth of the month. And so five is my favorite number and it's an F, you know, all these things kind of fit in and I built that as part of my strategy. So I'm going to use that framework to build the chapters and the concepts under, um, and they intertwine too, because fitness for me is not just physical or mental. It's also, am I fit in my faith? Am I fit in my relationships? Am I fit in my finances? Am I having fun in you know, all the areas of my life? So they intersect and it, it's always made it much simpler for me from a marketing perspective to create content around, but also to live my life around and just make sure every day, how am I balancing all of that?
0: Well, I, I, I really like that. As a matter of fact, I like it so much, I'm going to steal it. I won't take credit for it, but I will... Uh, take a look at my own life using that and suggest it for others. That's a great way to do it. I appreciate that.
1: Absolutely.
0: So we're getting close to the end here. So uh, uh, is there a question I should have asked that I haven't that you'd like to answer or you've got any final thoughts or want to talk to us a bit about your business and how people can find you?
1: Sure. Yeah. I, my final thoughts, you know, I have a lot of mantras I live by. One of them is we don't get our goals, we get our habits. So pay attention to your habits. My other one is hesitation, never cash a check. Um, so those are two that I live by in terms of final thoughts. So think about that. And again, like even with cashing a check, that's not necessarily monetary hesitation. Doesn't cash a check kind of back to those five Fs, like in your relationships, how are you investing in in all of those type things? So just be really aware and intentional of those type things. I have two websites, actually I have more than that, but, um, streetsmartwealth.com is my more business oriented one. And then peak performance habits is my more life uh, upgrade your life uh, aviation my aviation podcast is hosted there uh, my business podcast is hosted at my other one uh, but those are the best ways I'm Jackie Almer on almost all social media platforms if I can help or answer any questions let me know I have a lot of free resources on both of those sites and would love to be of you know benefit to your audience.
0: Great, great. I appreciate that. You've uh, you've been a uh, very pleasant and enlightening guest. I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. And uh, I wish you the best with your new path of being a, a, a life coach or peak performance coach. But I'm sure you're going to keep your hands in everything else you've been doing. You seem like that type of person. So again, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Brian.